Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Tiger Pops. And I have to thank Ajeline for being patient and recording this again, because we actually recorded this before with Anne Rose. And unfortunately, um, the audio was not good. We couldn't hear, um, couldn't hear me at all. <laughs> so we're recording this with Veronica this time. So thank you so much, Ajeline, for we're doing a rehash. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But listen, it's not the first time we're doing a rehash of Bende Populand because we all read it again and again. So... <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is very true. 100%. I don't even know how many times I've reread Midnight Popping Land. (laughs) (laughs) I have like a way of doing it every Friday night where I start reading at like 8 p.m. The, like the regular, like episode, like new episode that's up. Yeah. And then when I'm kind of done reading all of those and going through the fast pass ones, usually it times out, it, like the time works. The most recent fast pass episode is up. Oh. And so that's how, that's how I do it. So I like recap from like, you know, three or four episodes back. And then I go and start the new one. I like so that. it all just stays like it fresh in my mind. Like all the con- like the connections and stuff. That's smart, mm-hmm. honestly. I I need to start doing that because there's times where I'm like, uh, did that? Mm, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially because there are all those like you know hidden Easter eggs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That you know four episodes back or five episodes back that you don't even think of, and then come the newest episode, you're like, oh. That's why that was placed there. I can't think of an example at the moment, but you know, it's still the morning. Yeah, that's very smart. <laughs> I, like that. I usually just read the the previous one before, but I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just to recap, speaking of previous episodes, the last episode, um, Tora and Poppy are in Alice's restaurant, and they're having this banter back and forth, and um, you know. Pop Tora actually just uh, Poppy made a comment about how you know her weight is like Tora you, you know don't you I feel like I gain weight all the time like how can you eat without gaining weight and Tora's like your body's fine <laughs> and um, and he like starts to dis starts to diss Jacob and Poppy has put her hands over his face and you know said this really nice line about um, people's intentions being their own to keep and you know having to have your own self self self. Anyway, and you know, it ends with again her being super handsy. Her hands are on his arm, uh, sorry, on his face, covering his mouth. His eyes are wide, and he's you know frozen in space, staring at her, being totally touchy touchy over him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's really sweet. Um, but he ends up like moving her hands, and he's like, "How long are you planning to hold my face captive for?" And I just my heart melted. 
<laughs> I love her reaction immediately after the, when she like snatches her hands back and she's like looking sideways and sweating. She's like, oh, oops. <laughs> she's like, I now just realize what I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like leaning in and he's got like this, th- that ever so slight smirk. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I, I got this now. She's things have cooled off. Right. And, you know, Torah himself, right? He's not immune to this touching syndrome. He doesn't just like move away from our hands. He places both of his hands on our hands and, you know, takes them away. And he's also holding her hands while he's saying, how long were you planning to hold my face captive for? He's holding her hands as well. So he's he's giving mm-hmm. her some touchy time as well. Too. Oh, yeah. Torah will never pass up the opportunity to just give even the smallest touch to Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Seeing well, you know, his hands and her little small hands and his his large hands is just very sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh he ends up saying like uh I even know the name of your colleague, but what about you? What's your name? And like she just looks so shy and embarrassed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's nice that she comes to Jacob's defense. You know, um, Mm -hmm. we know that like they tease Jacob a lot, but she does say, you know, he's actually a really nice guy. So, you know, she does. They do recognize like even though they're like pushing him around, basically, they they know he's a nice guy. And she wants Mm -hmm. to defend him to Torah. You know, she's doesn't want to misrepresent him. She's a nice person. Yeah, she always she always comes to people's defenses, which is always nice, even if she doesn't really like like them completely. Yeah, she'll still find something good about them. Well, that's the thing. Like his character in the like original version was very unlikable. Like he oh. was always kind of uh, I don't want it was like light teasing, but almost to a point of like somewhat bullying, bullying of Poppy. But I like that there is this change because um, it kind of shows that there is more camaraderie in the office. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That either. Hmm. Well, so Poppy tells them, you know, my name is Poppy Land, but I guess it's a pretty weird name. So people just call me Poppy. And now we have Tora being a jerk. <laughs> and he's like, he opens his eyes wide, pre- pretending that he's innocent. He's like, what's that, Puppy? <laughs> and, and like, Poppy. <clears throat> She's like, Poppy? Poopy? No, it's Poppy, like the flower. And he's like, damn, I must be going deaf. Can't hear a word you say. What about sweetheart? You like sweetheart? Not a single <laughs> bit. Right. Poppy's angry. She's blushing. She's raising her fist up. She's stammering. So she's nervous while she's saying it. But she's going into the physical uh, physical thing right away. And um, oh, yeah. She's so ready to throw a punch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the he's like feigning innocence. And he's like, fine, have it your way. Bobby and that smirk <laughs> just oh so good. I know. And a dimple. Yeah, and yeah. this was the first time that we really saw them kind of go back and forth with each other in like this verbal sparring that that they haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is really really cool. Yeah, and it shows like this level of comfort. And you can't spar like that with everybody. Some people it clicks with, some people it doesn't. And they have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's already establishing like 
their playfulness with each other because their interaction before was definitely not playful. I think right. too, there, there has to be like, cause his hat is covering his face. Right. So we don't see his eyes um, at all. And I kind of feel that was probably a choice on Lily's part to show that like, you know, he's, uh, he's showing only half of himself at this point to her. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. That's smart. I, yeah. didn't think that. I didn't think about it like that either. Because right. we start seeing like, his face a little bit more throughout the comic, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. So Poppy is, um, you know, she acknowledges, she, she labels what he's doing as flirting. She's like, if he's trying to get a rise out of me with all this flirting and falling for a hook, line, and sinker. And she's been dumping him. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then it does yeah. show like a little bit of a flashback, right? Where um it's her young and she's holding like a a boxing glove saying like to her father this is useless i can't get it right uh and then i'm going to be shoved around by like you know the bigger stronger kids for the rest of my life because you know like as we know poppy is very small but she's also got um something going for her where she's a lot smarter than she uh she pretends to be or she lets around. people perceive. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she had to learn to defend herself when she was younger. And, you know, she, so right now, when, you know, going back to the present, she blushes. She doesn't look at him right away right now. And she says, look, and she does stammer. She's still nervous. I'll get straight to the point with you. And I don't remember if I said this in a different episode, if I said it when we were, um, when we were recording last time, but, um, one thing that like was a big lesson for me as I grew up was that courage is not, um, sorry, bravery is not courage in the absence of fear. Bravery is courage with the presence of fear because it's yeah. easy to, to be brave when you're not afraid of anything. And I had that a lot because I'm not, I'm not a person who's fearful at all. And I think a lot of it was, I was the oldest, I was always physically strong and whatever, whatever. But like, um, I never, I was not, I'm not a, like a fearful, anxious kind of person. And the couple of times that I have been afraid in my life, um, once it was like driving or it was you know, one time it was like I was afraid with some like personal thing and I was like wow this is hard like I have to actually push through the fear and do what I have to do I never had experienced that and like this is Poppy this is Poppy pushing through her fear to um, confront Torah which is very very admirable mm-hmm. it just shows that she's she's not one to like back down I mean she's shown it before but it's just like more in these this subtle way she's showing that she's not afraid to back down. Yeah, because we have to... that's so intimidating. Oh yeah, because like we still have to remember, like she's only known him for what at this point two three days maybe at that. So she well, it's been like a day. Yeah, a day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. So uh-huh. she she does not know this person. She knows that he's uh, like comes across as. Like he's huge, and then he comes across as uh, as somebody who you know has a less than um oh what's the word I'm looking for here like a lifestyle that's you know definitely not like her own. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's going into the unknown. Yeah, right. And the fact that he you know took this picture of her and he's mm. aggressive and in control and there's a lot of, to fear over here. 
But, you know, she was trained when she was younger. Her father helped her out, right? He's telling her, I fear frustration. Hear me out, kiddo. Physical strength is a great tool to have, but it can only get you this far in life. Sometimes it's all about using what you have to your own advantage. And I think this is a little bit, to me, this is um, a bit of a thing about Torah, you know, as well. Like it's a little juxtaposed, juxtaposed here that Torah has physical strength. And, but sometimes, you know, Poppy has this emotional strength that maybe Torah doesn't have. That is what she's prov- going to provide to him, right? That's what the, the relationship is going to be, you know, um, mutually beneficial. And so mm-hmm. I like that, you know, he has the physical strength and she has something else as well. Yeah. I mean, she has a lot of emotional strength. Like when you when you read on to later episodes, you're like, damn, this girl has gone through a lot. Yeah. And here she is being all bubbly and optimistic and happy and still seeing, you know, the world with the glass half full with her rose colored glasses. Like it's 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 quite amazing how she has that much emotional understanding and maturity mm-hmm. at such a young age. Yeah, I completely, completely. Yeah. The more, the more I see a pop the more I really am. I admire her. She's very impressive. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I completely agree. Cause I mean, having seen the, like the older comic compared to this one and how much Lily has put into like this one to show, to, make Poppy a more well-rounded character is incredibly uh, impressive. Like it is, she's so much more um, three-dimensional rather than just, you know, uh, a self-insert, you know, 2D sort of uh, caricature, which, you know, sometimes can happen with, uh, with certain comics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there are some comics where where the female protagonist is just like too fucking perfect that it's so <laughs> unrealistic and unrelatable. You're like, who is that perfect? Mm-hmm. No one is that perfect in real life. I but think, like, really- I mean, those do like well in their own way, right? Because it is essentially like that self insert. So you're supposed to see yourself in, you know, this character that is kind of too perfect, right? So, mm-hmm. but we don't see this with Poppy and that, I think that's what makes her so charming. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that those other comics are self-insert comics because I actually find, um, you know, people, when, when I tell people that I'm into this webtoon, they, they tend to laugh it off and they think it's not serious, but I cannot say how often I, when I, when I'm going through trouble times and I'm feeling stressed out about work, money, relationships, whatever it is, I really, I refer back to Tori and Poppy and I think about the, the stuff that they're struggling with. And I'm like, you know, they live through it. You can do it too. Or like they're struggling, they're forging ahead. You can do it too. And I really use this to, to give me strength a lot. It's I, and I just think it's very profound, the fact that they show the characters, that Lily shows the characters struggling with really, really real issues. Yeah. Yeah, it's what makes them so relatable and why everyone can can just kind of gravitate towards them. Yep. Yeah. And this thing with bullying, I know, uh, you know, people definitely have to deal with that. And Poppy is learning. Um, she's being taught how to box by her her father. And she's asking, like, what can I do to keep the bullies away physically? 
And she, her dad says, well, there is one thing, something that you and I have in common. And now we're going back to, to the present day. And she tells Taurus, she has this look of, she looks him straight in the eye. And she says, you told me to call you if anything happens, which I'll take as your offer to help. So are you going to help me out? And it's, it's such back. a vague question, too. <laughs> I love how vague it is. It's not like she gave any context of what she wanted help with. <laughs> and him just staring at her being like, okay. <laughs> so it's like, so, you know, like Tori doesn't know what she needs help with. Like, mm. at all. <laughs> so... Yeah. And she's just like, but I need your help. So you're just going to help me. Right. I think that, you know, it's, it's vague because A, she doesn't, I think doesn't want to get to the picture yet. And then also like, you just wants him to agree without knowing what he's going to agree to. <laughs> oh man, maybe I need to start doing that. Just be super vague with uh, anytime I get somebody ask for help and be like, Hey, do you want to help me out with something? And they'd be like, yeah. And he'd be like, okay, cool. Here's a very complicated list of things I need. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need you to move my entire apartment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, she could be listing off an entire honey do list and he has no, he has no idea. <laughs> Uh, he would do it all. We know. We know he would. He would do it all without any hesitation. Aww. <laughs> so hey, her dad tells her that it's all in your gaze. Look him dead in the eye and tell him what you need from him. And that's what she's doing. And mm-hmm. she's sweating. She's anxious. She's like, you better be right about this, dad. I can't, <clears throat> I can't give up this act for much longer. So it is something that is difficult for her to do. Mm-hmm. And then Tora is just caught by surprise at her boldness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that moment of, like, him being shocked that, like, she's like this. And I think, too, it's like that that stare that she gives is, like, uh, very unnerving, right? And she's, she's like, mm-hmm. looking him dead in the eyes. But then, you know, um, so there is that moment of, like, being caught off guard. But then we see the smirk and the dimple again. And he's like, well, oh. aren't you a feisty one? Mm-hmm. So cute. And this is, by the way, I think this is also Torah's deflecting again. You know, he's caught off guard, and then he's like, "How do I recover? Oh, I have to tease her." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's yeah. another it's kind of a way to like put her down. Not, and I'm not going to say it in a nasty way. I don't think that, but it's like to keep the power dynamics to keep him having the upper hand. You know, he was just thrown down, so he wants to regain the upper hand by like teasing her and putting her down. Not, mm-hmm. yeah, not like uh, I, don't, I don't. Putting her down is a little too strong, I guess. But like to maybe scramble himself back up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. It's just he's trying to assert his his dominance again because she has clearly taken hold. Well, that's the thing. It's a battle of the wills, almost, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. Like, how often does Tori get stared straight into the eyes? Like, do people address him dead on? Like that probably hardly ever happens. And so he's just like, well, what the fuck? This little thing is just staring <laughs> me down. <laughs> so obviously I need to gain the upper hand again because I'm not used to this. Oh yeah. And he's yeah. straight up, like he comes right at it where he wants to unnerve her as much as he, she has unnerved him by saying, you know, like everything comes with a price. And then she ends up, 
like hesitating and, you know, says what price mm-hmm. and this part, oh boy, he, he slides <laughs> in close, like almost touching her where her feet is. And then he just simply says, sleep with me. Yeah, I know the whole. I want to know if you're this feisty with everyone you meet, or if it's just me. It's like dang, I would melt. Like, well, that's the thing. His lips are like a ghost whisper away from her face. Like, oh, if he were like went in just like half an inch, he'd be kissing her cheek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yielding his warm breath in my ear when I when I read these panels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah, he knows how to use his body. Both for intimidation oh, yeah. and for sexual intimidation. It's, oh, it's very effective, even as readers. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. the best part of this, like we're all like reading this, we were like Oh boy. Okay. What? How's she gonna react? And she just like stares at him and and he's just deadpan, like deadpan. <laughs> and he's like, "What? That? That what?" <laughs> I love his reaction. What? Not even a squeak from you. <laughs> his face is so cute. Yeah, I was very surprised that he's like. I think he's mocking. I think he's putting it out, you know, a crazy exaggerated expression because I, I think it's way too, way too emotive for him normally. I think he's just making fun of her. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, every time he's around Poppy and she does something that surprises him, he gets very emotive. His face shows a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's almost like he doesn't know how to stay composed when he's around Poppy because she just keeps surprising him. And so for me, I actually think that this reaction is sincere because he's like, what? Like, I just laid it thick. I know what I can do to women. I know how I can melt. Like, I know that I can melt them, you know? And then here she is, not even a reaction. Oh, just straight deadpan, right? Right in the eyes and gave me nothing. Oh yeah, and so I, I personally think that his reaction to it is is genuine because he's like that. What? <laughs> well, the thing we see like the little sweat marks, and it just like don't fall for it, don't fall for it, don't fall for it, right? Where she, like you said, deadpan face, um, but mm-hmm. then she just like her face almost drops, like almost <laughs> as if she sighed, and she's like, "All right, I'll play this little game." What do they say about tiny hamsters? Right. And he was like, yeah, because he had to, what do they say? I guess it's what they say about tiny hamsters, which is he was trying to get her to, you know, to ask this question. (laughs) And then he gets into like typical 12 year old Torah and he blushes while he says this, which is cute. And he like, he says big, and you know, it's cut him up and he makes these like, Two fixes two hands up, makes these round circular motions, which you're meant to infer big breasts. And she screams, Yeah, and she blushes and she starts hitting him. And he is laughing his head off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she yells, You did it on purpose. 
He's like, balls, sweetheart. Honey, hamsters have big balls. Which, like, of course, that makes it better, Torah. No, that doesn't make it better, weirdo. <laughs> I, think, I think this shows, because we see in the flashback that she's got, like, the boxing gloves. So, obviously, she did learn a little bit of boxing there, right? But I feel like these are, like, light taps where it doesn't hurt him. Where she's just kind of, almost like when... um you've got like that little dangly ball thing and you're hitting that like that's the sort of like punches she's putting out mm-hmm. yeah she's yeah. pretty small and i think um you know she understands that tora is huge and that her punches won't if she's not punching with whole force it won't no, no. really hurt him yeah and yeah. you know poppy gives them a jive she's like i guess that means you're not welcome in the club the club of big balls <laughs> he's laughing again and he's just going back and forth again what i'm not allowed to say big balls what about big testicles oh, i'm just rolling my eyes men are all the same <laughs> oh yeah and we see- they, really are. they will never get away from penis jokes if they have the opportunity they will tell a penis joke oh yeah and, <laughs> and we see like the little laughing too where he's like <laughs> yeah nice it's really nice to see him happy it's cute it's good to see him laugh and smile it's very nice mm-hmm. even if he's being like a <laughs> little boy or yeah and then he of course like he brings up you know he didn't miss a beat he went when poppy earlier said you know or how, how i smelled your jack and then she like just like stopped and changed it to jackfruit he picked up on that and he's bringing it up he's like or big jackfruit <laughs> <laughs> And, and then the there's the punch <laughs> and, and she gets them good like you know yeah I know. <laughs> again his face is like what cross-eyed like did that really just happen it's like slow motion for him <laughs> yeah he's in shock and Poppy's like a gas she gasps and she's like oh my god I'm so sorry and you know he's like it's fine stop apologizing god damn it he's like, but your nose is bleeding I'm so sorry I didn't think I'd land that one and Torah is like mm. looks at her impressed a little bit of a sweat mark on his face but he's smiling he's like not bad for a hamster you're the first person in effing years to land a ball on my face <laughs> and her face is like really oh my god like she's impressed she's like wow really mister I know <laughs> with her blush all over she's in her big optimistic looking eyes like oh my gosh I just hit I just hit this guy and no one else has like how is this possible I, and he like responds and he's like uh, this makes you happy you're feisty <laughs> and sadistic <laughs> yeah, he has like blood dribbling over down his nose over his hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's like it, it's not like that i'm like yes it is actually it is just it is just like that we just saw your face sweetheart like you, know. <laughs> you are just that happy <laughs> so, she's proud of herself she, she is so proud <laughs> and then he's like god damn i'm bleeding all over the floor get me this paper towels on the table will you alice will kill me if she sees this and he's dripping and she's like right away sir and she goes back to the table and she's like, hope these are enough. Bring over what you can find. And she sees his phone buzzing and she says, his phone's ringing. Should I bring it over to him as well? And then she sees that Inspector Lane is calling. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. when the mood almost like drops. Like we go from this part where Having we're all- the best, best time ever to just like an ice bucket. Yeah. 
just came crushing down on them. Yep. Like back and to reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he, he comes over. He's like, is that my phone? He says, yeah. And then he leans down. He's, it's very, it's like, it's so sad, right? He's leaning down close with her, right? So like, it's a, it's some physical, you know, intimacy and proximity, which is like what, you know, they were having before. And then it's going to be, you know, all crushed. Like you said, she's like, well, you know, what the hell does she want with me? Now, Poppy is like, don't answer it. And it's kind of like, she's saying this involuntarily. Like, she's just like, I don't know if she consciously was really, you know, realizing she was saying this, but I think she was just having such a good time that she doesn't want to ruin it with um, Inspector Lane calling him because she thinks that Inspector Lane is calling him about, you know, hey, uh, you uh, harassed us on all the train. And she's like, well, we're having a good time. I don't want to ruin it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yeah, so sad. He doesn't know why Inspector Lane is saved in his phone. Like, she has no clue. Yeah. She's also, yeah, we don't know why either. I mean, so no we, one actually knows why. It, it's still a mystery. Why is she saved in his phone? Yeah, and some theories have been uh, maybe. Um, sorry, go ahead. What? And it's like that's what started the whole tinfoil theories. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the theories is that he is possibly working with Lane um, because you know we know he was arrested, so maybe she is his parole officer, or maybe he became an informant for the police and is working to bring the clan down from the inside. Oh man! Everyone hopes it's the latter. Oh, Everyone so does. good. I didn't even know about these theories, but I I don't read. What? Where have you been? <laughs> I'm too busy running the Facebook. I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> no, like yeah. I, I kind of like know them, but like uh, not. I see some of the tinfoil hat like theories. Like my favorite is Poppy's mom uh, this week, mm-hmm. but that's you know besides the point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I could see it because like I, I see from these panels too, like we start seeing that only half of his face, like we don't see his eyes anymore right after this moment mm-hmm. uh, until he actually like looks over at her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, um, you know, I feel bad for her. She's like, she's sweating and she's stammering like, please. You know, like I really, I think, I think she really is like she doesn't want to hurt him. Interestingly, like you know, it, if she, her thinking is that you know, Lane's calling about the thing, and she's like, we're having a good time, and I don't want him to feel like I'm, you know, the person who put him into the police. Mm-hmm. And he really, you know, he has the reaction that she knew he would have. He he pauses and he looks at her with this wounded expression in his eyes. Oh, it kills you breaks my damn heart yeah Uh, did you really have to go to inspector lane (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he he starts like you know to get a little bit more information where it's you know he's like inspector lane and then she nods without looking at him she can't bear to face him yeah Mm -hmm. and he's like do you know her and like she just just like nod i will not look at you mm-hmm. and with with every panel it alternates back and forth between them every panel zooms in closer on each of their faces and then the glove oh. the, the jaw clench mm-hmm. oh, so he looks away i know he's like 
this is the moment, you know, he's like, I can't trust this girl. This girl's like everyone else. You know, he thought that she was different. He thought that she was positive and optimistic and she enjoyed him for who he was. And she didn't see him as a thug. And now she went and ruined it. And she's just like the rest of them. She just sees him as a thug. She calls the police on him. She thinks he's a bad guy. And this is just like dashing any bit of positivity that he had. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can like see her right after this. Like she is visually shaking. Like she has so much fear in this moment. But then as he gets up to leave, uh, she ends up saying like Tora wait. And then we go back to Mm -hmm. what Alice is doing. With her little blush on her cheek. (laughs) Yeah. So cute. (laughs) She's counting money because she's she's telling this picture frame. She says, I know I promised never to see a bookie again. And I haven't in a long time. This is a very special occasion. And she's talking to a picture of her son. You'll figure this old lady, won't you, son? And it's a picture of her son. Her son is like a ginormous. And he's... um, yeah, he's a police officer. It looks like looks like he's getting inducted into the academy or something. And, you know, he's there with a guy with a suit and he's getting like a certificate. And he's looking quite uncomfortable, right? If you'll notice. He's looking like yeah. a lot of police. <laughs> or like this is a very pivotal moment for him. Mm-hmm. Which we'll find out later. We will know understand why this is some, yeah. like, something special for him. Anywho, so she looks up because she sees Tora approaching. No, Tora jumped up. Like, he didn't just stick around. He jumped up. She sees Tora going out. He doesn't look at her. He's looking down. He has this frown on his face. Alice is watching him with, like, this perturbed look in her eyes because she knows she sees something's wrong. She asks him, what's wrong with both of you? He doesn't say anything. He just, he pauses a little bit. There's this really dead look in his eyes, and he leaves and slams the door. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until Poppy comes running down, right? And as soon as she, like, notices that Alice is there, she bows, you know, giving um, her respect before she dashes out after um, after Tora. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And there, yeah. there starts the flashback. Yep. And, you know, Alice says something. She says, her face is so sad. Yeah, it is. It's so heartbroken for Tora. Yeah, and she says, there you go, giving your heart away again. And, well, I guess we could discuss this after we discuss the flashback, what we think she meant by giving your heart away again. Because some people have different thoughts on that. So, yeah, yeah, I think we should discuss it after after we run through the flashback. But yeah, and so then it flashes. I don't know. We're, who knows how far back this is? I would say like 10 years at least. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's like 16, 15, 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alice, I mean, he looks back like 16. Alice is one of those like eternal old ladies. <laughs> he's even really the same outfit. Yeah, I noticed that too. Seriously, though, little, little, little Asian ladies, they always look the exact same age. No matter what time frame it is. Like, I have my my old nanny. She still looks exactly the same as when I was a baby. It's like, how have you not changed? <laughs> like, same hairstyle, same size. Same, like, everything is exactly the same. <laughs> like, how are you? Same, it's, like, it's adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Aww. laughs> Seriously, I've known 
I've known that woman since I was like for 30 years. She's looked exactly the same for 30 years. I'm pretty sure Alice has looked exactly the same for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) So it's flashback. We have, um, it's Alice's restaurant and there's stuff dripping in and Alice is like, um, when is this rain ever going to stop? And um, we see, she sees, it uh, looks like a young Torah coming in. His face is in the shadows when he first comes in. And she says, oh, it's you, Torah. You're early today. Cut classes again? Which, you know, shows this is a guy who cuts classes. Not surprising, right? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. with um, a dysfunctional background tend to not perform very well in school. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And anyway, go get changed. You need to help me clean the tables today. And he's not responding. So she says, oi, which is what he says to her, by the way, later. Cat got your tongue or is it is all that colored hair making you she's kind of like making fun of him for coloring his hair and we see his hair is colored blonde and i don't remember who said this but somebody somewhere <laughs> said that maybe um tora dyed his hair blonde blondish to uh fit in with the baltiman family because mm. you know this was his only family and he maybe wanted to fit in mm, mm-hmm. it makes sense I also uh, thought of, like, another theory of, like, the reason why he got all of those different tattoos slash, like, was dyeing his hair, uh, not blonde, but, like, because we see in other flashbacks that it's red and then it's, like, blue and, you know, other colors. I I think because he had to get that tattoo at such a young age, right, which is, like, essentially, like, a stamp, right, or a branding, um, no, he, yeah, good branding. He, you know, got like his own tattoos and was dyeing his hair for like his own sense of individuality. Mm-hmm. Probably. And yeah. So now we get like another right. So he actually he has the tattoo on his neck, but he doesn't yet have the the more individualistic tattoos that he probably chose. Right, he doesn't have the the arm tattoos. Yeah, but he comes in more, and Alice is looking at him, and you see that his T-shirt. First of all, he's dripping wet, probably because of the rain outside. But so he didn't. He didn't. He doesn't have an umbrella. He doesn't have a raincoat. Whether he doesn't have it, like he actually doesn't have, because you know he's poor and neglected, or and like nobody cares about him, or that he doesn't care about himself. So even if he does have them, he's like he doesn't value himself enough to to protect himself. Yeah. It and, should be a combination of both where he's like, like, fuck it. I don't need, I don't need a, an umbrella. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Tori is a pretty tough guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he's covered in blood. His, his shirt is splattered with blood and he has this blood on his cheek. And, you know, there's a lot of blood on his cheek and on his jaw. And, Pop, Tor- Alice is saying this, right? I, th- I think she's actually saying this in real time because after it, what well, she's thinking, at least after she said Yeah, it, this um, is, I think she's reflecting, you know, yeah. kind of like, it's like, there you are giving your heart away again. The problem is, and you go down, you're like a wounded alley cat that follows people around, but won't let anyone get close to you, aren't you? Like, I think that was her... Like, thinking that in real time while doing the flashback. Yeah. Because you could tell that this was a very pivotal moment in Tora's life when he was a teenager. Like, something, you know, it's like, 
like he had just gotten branded because she's pointing out that like you know he has the tattoo now and you know it's just tell he's just he's probably i don't know part of me thinks that the the beating that he took was probably some part of into the clan but i have no idea all right so we don't know what happened right we see that he's all beat up and alice says what happened to you boy you got into another fight or is it boss baltimore again so either he fights you know we know we see from here that he fights a lot probably not Mm -hmm. even stuff that he has to do for the clan probably this is just you know, people that are beat up a lot, people that are that have aggression acted out towards them tend to act it out towards other people because that's yeah. their way of like reasserting control over their lives and letting go, letting their emotions, their negative emotions out. You know, they had, he had, had aggression, that anger, that rage. He can't direct it at the Baltimore family. He can't let that out there. He has to let it out on other people where it's safe. I mean, it's like, it's sad, but like it's safer for him to go beat other people, random people up than to express that anger towards the volumes yeah yeah and or or his boss beat him up you know which is just obviously terrible yeah but you know that it's like from flashbacks from when he was a kid you know that that's not something that you know would even like vincent wouldn't care of how badly he would beat torah so you know it's like well it's, you know, so it's just, it's something that I think, you know, it frustrates Tora because he probably knows that he can't ever fight back and he just has to accept these beatings. And so that's why he's like, he goes over to, to Alice's and just starts kind of raging out because what else is he going to do? Yeah. Cause I feel like uh, Vincent is like, from what we have seen so far, uh, he's, like demands obedience when it comes down to it right and he even refers to Torah as you know being a dog and when a dog isn't obedient anymore you, like you kill it right like that's what he said um mm-hmm. and uh, that's just heartbreaking to think that like you know he's we feel that like Torah has you know devoted his life to you know, this lifestyle, but he's still treated with, like, no respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people also thought, right, so he doesn't, Tor doesn't answer her, so we don't know what it is that happened, and it could be none of these two things. Some people who are speculating, well, obviously this is whole, well, we'll find out a little bit more later with his jaw, right? So it's probably when he got his jaw broken, and mm-hmm. some other people are thinking maybe this is when he had to do his first kill, brother you know for the clan and that's why he's so emotionally affected by this you know it's uh he's not, he's not a robot he has a heart right and for people to have their first you know tremendous act of violence it's very very for a normal person like not a psychopath it it kills you right it, it's a, it's yeah. a part of your soul that is that is tainted that is just destroyed and mm-hmm. and it would make sense for him to react in such an aggressive manner. It seems like it, it's more it's more than the usual, right? Alice is used to like a fight and and the boss the boss beating him up, but this is different. This is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't even think of it that way at all. But now, like looking back at his reaction and how he's just a combination of just pure rage and defeat. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes sense. Well, that's the thing. We don't that, know if it's like raindrops coming off of his face or tears in that one moment where mm-hmm. he's like, 
after he throws the table, he's like down on all fours, like huffing and coughing. Right. Mm -hmm. So something like almost trying not to puke. Mm -hmm. Or he does puke, I guess. Yeah, because the whole sounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just awful. You know, he picks up the table. Alice starts saying no, but he throws the table violently. And yeah, and like he's dripping, like there's blood dripping off of him, it looks like, and the rain. And yeah, and he's clenching his jaw. He's right, trying not to puke. And I think honestly, trying not to scream, trying not to cry, trying not to like just like rage and frustration. Oh, poor boy. Mm hmm. And there's Alice. He's just like, fine, get it all out if you have to. She's like, go ahead. Destroy everything if that's what you need to feel better. Yeah. Which I think is, it's like, oh, well, socket granny just knows what's up. Yeah, she does. You know, she understands him. She doesn't judge him for this. And this is why, right, people do this where they feel safe, right? He can't, he can't act out this violence. At the, he can't go flipping Vincent's tables, and no. you know he can do this where he knows he'll be safe. And I know as a as a parent, somebody was um, I don't remember where this was and whether I was discussing it with my friends, but people were saying your your child's on their worst behavior around you as your parent because they feel safe with you. You know, you're the safe spot. Oh, yeah, they can let out, they can let go. That's mm-hmm. what challenges for him. Yeah, I mean, people lash out at those that they're the most comfortable with just because they know that they won't be judged if they do it. Right. Like I lash out at my sister for the smallest of things, just because I know it doesn't affect her. (laughs) You know, she's just like, she's my sister's the only one who's like, if I throw a tantrum, she'll just look at me. She's like, get in the car. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know what? It's so funny that like you mentioned that. Cause like, I think, the times that I've ever been like, like, I, I don't, I do not freak out. Like I could count on like one hand, the times that I like went absolutely like just filled with rage or whatever. Right. And like each time, oh, man, I, that's great. Um, well, to the point that like, like, obviously I get angry, but like sort mm-hmm. of that, like, um, but it, but most of the time it's been either like in front of family or like my brother because uh, he's like my best friend, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it, and it's as you say, like you feel more comfortable uh, in front of family or those that you are close to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason that Alice is is so comfortable with this is because. Oh, first of all, she also, by the way, she tells him, I'm docking your ridges if you break any more of my tables. Got it? Which is, she's <clears throat> gentle, but firm at the same time, which is nice to have, like, that boundary setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's showing that there are still consequences to your actions. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like, he's coughing and coughing, and he's, like, blurred, right? Which is, like, who knows what's going on inside of him that has him this way. So it's not just, like, the, the emotions, the, the, the you know, like, maybe the holding himself back from crying or screaming but it's like something happened inside that he's coughing like he's probably coughing up blood or uh, poor guy and you know she tells him good thing for you this is nothing I haven't seen before my son was far worse than you when he was your age mm-hmm. that's where we end yeah I cannot wait so for- then you wonder- oh sorry 
No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I like it's a little bit of a prediction, but I cannot wait for the chapter where he feels so comfortable with Poppy that, you know, he's able to tell these stories and like open himself up with her. Yeah. I wonder how long that will take him a long time. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe after this most recent one that we will not speak of right now. Maybe. 44. 44. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have that in like 10 minutes. I have, I have that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So now, now that we finished this flashback, what do you guys think she meant by there you go again, giving your heart away? Hmm. What do I think? Well, I think that at some point he definitely had a crush on someone and then, and that person may not have reciprocated it back. Perhaps. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, it could be, uh, whether it's, um, like the, you know, Baltimore clan, right. Who he wants to feel like he's part of that family or, as you said, you know, um, like somebody that he dated when he was a teenager or who knows, maybe it's Inspector Lane. Like, we don't know. Yeah, we have no idea because Tor is way too secretive. Like, I understand why he's secretive. The more people know about him, the more they can use against him. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm not surprised that Alice is the only one that probably knows of, of anyone. Well, there's Quincy with this whole strawberry girl. Mm-hmm. So, oops. Yeah. That's <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone ignore what I just said. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know there are people who think, a lot of people do think it's like a it's actual it's a girl. You know, like you mm-hmm. said, maybe Lane. Some people are like, what if it's Candy? Which highly doubt. I um, doubt, doubt it's Candy. <laughs> yeah. Doubt. Some people are like, maybe you know later up we have a uh, someone's sister. So I think, um, I don't actually think it's talking about romance. I think like you said, Ashley, I think it's um, an emotional thing with the Bought You Man clan. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, following people around like a wounded alley cat, not letting one, anyone in. I think it's just mm-hmm. like talking about his general inability to let, like be close to people. And I think that, you know, he's, he needs a family. He needs a home. She sees that. And, you know, he needs love and affection, but he can't, <clears throat> he doesn't let them get to the next step. Because, mm-hmm. because the people who he was supposed to trust, the people who were like a surrogate family for him, were just a source of abuse and betrayal and pain and, and, and you know, horror. So that's why yeah. he didn't let anybody in. And I think, you know, this is like, he still follows them around. He still wants to connect and be a part of them because everybody needs a family. Everybody needs that security, even if it's twisted and abusive. Like, unfortunately, that is the reality for a lot of people until they mm-hmm. learn to get out of that and find a, a positive support system to replace, replace an unhealthy family with a healthy family. But until yeah. then, you know, he is kind of like this back and forth tension of like, I need them, but I, but I hate them and I love them, but I hate them, you know? Well, that's the thing. He never, yeah. like, we, we don't know what happened in his past as a child that he got mixed up with the uh, Baltimore clan because like he was, what 10 years old nine years old uh in that other flashback right so he must have been taken in at a very young age but like no he was way younger than that too yeah, like, because, like with his little dino shirt oh. i feel like that's something like a five or six year old would wear mm. they would wear a dino shirt 
Yeah, and his eyes and his hair, his haircut, his hairstyle, and his his body and his everything. I mean, I have I have kids and like yeah, this that's like five. Oh, okay, and it's like you know, Mister Balkuman, sir. Like the way he was just saying it, it was just so cute. But yeah, he's oh my god, that <laughs> even breaks my heart more because like we don't know what his life was before that, or if that's just like you know since he can remember because. Uh, that age time, like that time period is like when you start having your first memories. So what if that was his first memory? No, probably it. Theory. Okay. So, so we see how Torah lives in his own private world, right? Like his apartment, all that stuff. If you think about it, it's very reflective of that cage he was in, Mm. you know, and dark gray, like cold. Yeah. So, who knows how much time he spent down in that cage? And then, as an adult, he still chooses to live in that cage. Oh yeah, so sad. Like he doesn't have to live in that cage anymore. He chooses to live in that cage still. Mm-hmm. He doesn't feel like he's to get out. Yeah, which is just like, oh my gosh, he's he it's just it crushes you when you think about it like that and it's like he can never he can never be free of of that cage that he was sent to when he was when he was a child yeah the two of them um... need to save each other (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah that's the premise of the story it's the it's the happy ending we're all expecting (laughs) eventually one day Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just occurred to me yesterday i'm like this is going to be like years of our life, just like waiting from Friday to Friday with like faded <laughs> and high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. Like I was telling, I was telling my partner just last night, I was like, you know, like it would take several episodes for even just one day to pass. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes several episodes for just two hours to pass. <laughs> He's like, What? It takes that long. I'm like, yes, it really, yes, it does. Well, <laughs> well, I said it, um, like when this chat or the most recent chapter came in, I was just like, God, why can't it be next week? <laughs> like, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for that new chapter like every week. And I kind of go by, um, like weekly almost like we're, you know, just waiting for Friday to come along because I I want to I want to know the end of this story. Like I'm I'm excited for the journey, but like I'm I also I'm just like man, this is I I haven't been this much into something since probably Outlander and then Inuasha before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was I was telling I was telling who am I telling? I was telling my niece. She's twenty. And keep trying to get her to watch or read MPL. But I was telling her how, like, my obsession with MPL might be greater than my obsession with Harry Potter. Wow. Um, <laughs> my, I know. That's a big one, right? <laughs> but I think, well, the thing is with Harry Potter, I grew up with with Harry Potter. So it's like so embedded into my psyche (laughs) my childhood and just overall growing up so I never really anticipated and like waited for the next one and theorized and all that stuff because you know it's like well they were actual books so that helped a lot but 
yeah, it's just, it's, you know, like I didn't, I didn't study or obsess over a character because I already like being able to like just read the character development through the books, Mm -hmm. through the series that already helped. Whereas this, it's like, you're waiting weekly. Like, Oh my gosh, what's the next thing we're going to find out about this character, you know? And, and that's what, that's what makes it so easy to obsess with and over. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what you were saying about how for this, we have to kind of like guess ourselves. Like Lily does a lot of it. It's very, very subtle and kind of unspoken mm-hmm. and intuitive and we have to parse it out. So there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. Anywho, I have two minutes before I got to get to the next one and I have to, <laughs> um, you know, prepare. So thank you so, so much, mm-hmm. Veronica and Angeline for coming on. You're welcome. Yeah, of course. Really thanks for thanks for um, rescheduling from the other day <laughs> to record this. Yep. Yeah. And thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. So I'll see you. See you again. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.